Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know what it is. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Ring the notification bell so you never miss an After Dark Podcast episode. Follow on audio platforms and leave us a five-star comment if you're feeling ever so gracious. Three-star comment if you are being truthful. We do not care. Boom. We are back. We got a good one today. We got some good topics. Obviously, we're going to get into that. But you know we got to start off with. We got we to gotta see how Sterling's doing. The floating man up top. Big Sterling, how was your week? How was your weekend? How was your mental? How are you feeling? Is everything yeah. going well? Yeah. Um, I mean, things are going as, you know, they go. I mean, life is just but a bunch of ebbs and flows. But, you know, solid uh, last week. Um, I had the, I was fortunate enough this past weekend to go see, well, one of my buddies or two of my buddies that I went to school with, two of my fraternity brothers actually, were in town um, for a client of theirs and uh, entertaining them. So we went out with them and, uh, you know, had a good time. Their clients were definitely some obtuse fellows or people. Um, I won't get in specificity or specifics, so I don't like screw anybody over. But man, everything else is going all right. We're kicking it. I, I literally went out on Saturday. I said to my roommate and his girlfriend, I was like, bro, I need to get a picture. And he's like, you got, you know, like, oh, you always Did you get one? I didn't, see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. drop. No, because... Like, I try to ask for the picture, and it's like, oh, we don't want to do it right now. I'm like, this is the reason we never get a picture. This is when I want a picture. When I, it's crazy how it works. When I want a picture, nobody wants to take one. But when everybody else wants a picture, and I'm not feeling it, they're like, oh, like, you need to take this, get in this picture. Now I'm like, the hell? I think it's weird. I feel like I'm never in situations where, like, there's group pictures being taken anymore. Like, I feel like that was a regular thing. We're going out. Someone's gonna take a group picture and like I'm usually around it and whatnot, but I feel like I don't even come up anymore. We go out, I, no one's taking yeah. flicks, or at least in, you know, the people I'm around and the things that I'm doing, the group pitch just it just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, dude, I I I I 100 agree with you. I think as we get a little bit older, it stops. I think there are more like candid pictures that we'll do, not even like necessarily like group pictures we're going to post it type of thing these are like more like memory pictures um i see more often than not and even then like i have trouble sometimes especially if i'm a little bit under the influence i don't even try to i try not to touch my phone because i'd be doing dumb stuff on my phone <laughs> so like yeah i gotta i gotta keep it on the wall i mean like i know what i'm doing most of the time but sometimes i just be a little bit out of pocket like i just be doing some stuff like i'll <laughs> i'll tell you about something i did the other day um that's what i'm saying bro like i want to be like if i hang out with you like my i even like even if my fit ain't even something crazy like something maybe i've worn before it's just never been like pictured i'm like all right let's get a picture i'm like yo get a flick so i can put i'm trying to be more active bro like what do we do we literally are po- we're podcasters we're entertainers i gotta show my people i gotta show you guys like what we what we look like outside of just doing this on a on a week to week basis, so I mean that really did kind of piss me off. I don't know why it actually did kind of piss me off. I know we're gonna roll into the first topic here in a moment, but for the people out there that have, are listening 
on whatever platform specifically in youtube i'm speaking specifically to because it's so easy and it's literally free press the subscribe button like mike said there's no reason not to like and make sure because we do put like this is it may be only once a week we record this stuff and then we have other things but there's we really do try to give you guys the best entertainment as possible so like if you like us if you think anything that we do is funny or entertaining just hit, hit the hit the subscribe button turn the notifications on so you don't miss a video from that point going forward and everybody will be in the same boat we'll all be happy and, but we'll go ahead and jump into the show because we know why you guys are here it's because you want to hear us discuss shit that we have nothing to do with it's none of our business that is what we do we are some chatty patties but guess what? One day we'll get paid to be chatty patty, so I don't give a fuck. All right. Boom. Well, where where should a couple chatty patties start off most? Well, how about something that I'm sure we could really chat our asses about? And that's LeBron. LeBron and the early season and what he's doing, I want to preface before we get into the topic, what he's doing at his age is amazing. It's unprecedented. Um, you know, and I mean, like, it, we've never seen anything like this in any sports, other than the fact that all the other superstars are only like three years younger than them and playing just as well. So it's almost like it's just a gen- new generation thing and not just a LeBron thing because Steph Curry's out here, what, 35? And he looks like the best version of him we've ever seen. So, uh, but that's beside the point. LeBron, you're killing it. You're 38. You're probably playing your 40s and you'll probably average at least 20 points a game. So that's pretty fucking crazy. But after a game, he was asked a question and his response. So they wanted to know if LeBron felt like the heat stint, that period where he was in the Miami Heat, is what made him who he is today and his legacy as some people would argue the greatest player of all time. Smarter people would argue the second greatest player of all time. Um, but yeah, but essentially LeBron, what he said today, he was, I would still be at this level, and he is speaking of the Heat, Miami Heat stint. He would say, I would still be at this level regardless of that stint ever happening. If he never went to Miami, he's saying I would still be at this level. I would still be LeBron. I would still be what people, what some people think is the greatest of all time. I would still have the same accolades. And here's what we have to do. We have to discuss this. We have to break it down. I would love to go first, but but I really want to hear what you have to say because I think Sterling might be a whole lot funnier than me. So <laughs> I'm gonna let Sterling rock. <laughs> no, shout out, shout out to peeps that uh, be telling. Hey, bro, you get a lot of compliments. Say you're funny, bro. I be I'm not the funny one. I be like lacking on it. <laughs> really? No. Bro, it's crazy because everybody who talks to me says, like, you're the funny one. So I feel like if they, I feel like they know about knowing the person makes yeah. it, like, less, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, to the topic, I definitely think I agree with you 100%. Like, LeBron, what he's doing right now, you probably not might not see anybody else ever be able to do it at the level he's doing it at, respectfully, and I definitely can uh, – appreciate that as a basketball fan but this motherfucker is the most lying ass nigga i've ever met my <laughs> he, sat there, he actually sat here and said he actually sat here and said oh like yeah i'd still be like seen as one of the great no you wouldn't bro 
they would put they would start putting stuff over you, bro. Because he got four rings. If you don't get the two ring, what do you get? Two rings down there, right? Okay. Two yeah. Rings. Two rings. The first two that he he couldn't get that first one, so it took him over the hump too. Yeah, he got the first two. We all know LeBron has four with an asterisk. Uh, <laughs> that other that 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 COVID one don't count. I don't care who it is. L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Lakers, whoever won in hockey that year don't count. Football, I don't even know what football was like that year. I can't even remember watching football. Um, but that being said, there is no way I'd even put him in the conversation of top five if he didn't have four championships. Not to the greatness of him as an, as an individual basketball player, but accolades go directly through that. And if you're telling me it's like, it's like Mike, for example, like if somebody's at your company or vice versa, whatever it Maybe and say they've been there. Say there's been there's a group of people that are ten people have all been there for different periods of time, but around ten to fifteen years, right? Ten people, and they're all salespeople at AEs. They're selling, running accounts, etc. And the top guy has been flourishing since like day one. He's been to all the all the extracurricular stuff, like the equivalent of President's Club for you guys, or whatever all that stuff is. The the Sega top guys been to a few of them, been to almost all of them, then so on and so forth. You know, like you see that steady decline in the amount of attendances to the President's Club. Because President's Club for salespeople in companies that do offer President's Club, they, most people have an equivalent to it, but that is like the Super Bowl or the NBA championship for salespeople. And then you get awards at <laughs> the President's Club saying, this is the best motherfucker. Here you go, bro. Like, or here you go, sister. Like, does not matter. So you're telling me right now, LeBron, if I'm in a company and I'm saying I'm, I'm one of the guys in the top 10, I'm like number nine, and I've been there for, you know, the same amount of time, and I only got one of those awards, and the guy, number one guy, the number one guy's gotten 10, you're going to tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, I'd still be at the same level. If I didn't go to this different company and get a couple before him, beforehand, I wouldn't even be in that top 10 as an overall eight-year salesperson. I know that may go over some people's heads. But LeBron is a lion-ass nigga. You, first off, you know why LeBron's a lion-ass nigga? Have you ever seen him try to sing lyrics? We all see him try to sing lyrics. <laughs> or read a, and he or read a book. <laughs> yeah, or read a book. Like, bro, he, can't, he is, I think he's an intelligent man, but he is not as suave as he thinks he is when he's trying to hide what he be trying to say or his underlying um, reasonings behind saying or doing anything. He. I mean, at the point, at this point, I wouldn't give a fuck if I was. He's a billionaire, basically, at this point, and there ain't no reason for him to give a fuck. But don't lie, don't lie, my boy. I'm curious though to see, to think about it and put in perspective. If Steph like does what he does right now, he doesn't win any more championships. He's 35. Somehow Steph wins an MVP this year, and you take out LeBron's heat stint. Like, we're talking, like, super hypothetical here, right? Do you put LeBron or put Steph over, like, he said didn't happen, period. He was throwing Cleveland, though the Eastern Conference Finals not better to win, or championships not better to win. Um, and he still has the two rings he got now. He got to say the Lakers was the first one, then he, or. Fuck. No, he got to have one at Cleveland. Oh, yeah, he got the nab, nab one at Cleveland and then, then the Lakers. So he got two rings, and Steph has four, wins a wins league MVP this year. Would you put Steph above LeBron minus the Heat? This is the hypothetical we're talking about. 
Absolutely. Why does Steph need an MVP this year? I'm I'm just saying in general. Take, in take, general the, take the Miami Heat out of what LeBron has achieved in his career, and Steph is the greatest player of this new generation. And there is like, if Steph wins another championship, there is like, obviously he's not going to get placed over LeBron, but there will be a real conversation of who was more impactful in that time because whether LeBron is the, the better player, there would be no argument that Steph has achieved more. Well, not from an individual statistic standpoint, but an all-around standpoint with everything placed into it. And yes, championships hold more weight. That's what we play for. I get so tired of this new generation want to like crown these niggas that don't win shit. We don't play to get triple doubles. We don't play to drop thirty points. We play to win the game. They go like that's that's what we're on the court for. That is. The whole reason for the basketball game, the football game, whatever sport or competition you're in, the they crown the person who wins the game. Like, so I don't really care what you got going on. If you don't, if you're not like, if you don't know how to finalize and end the result and win the game, then you know that's always going to hold more weight. But let me let me jump into this conversation because here's my problem with what LeBron said. Right? It'd be a little different if he said. Take out uh, my Laker years and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because then he would have won a championship. He would have, you know, developed into the player he is. And I could, you know, you could easily say, well, there's probably a bunch of places he could have gone other than L.A. and still achieve the same success, right? But the difference with him saying specifically Miami Heat is that he even credits and he even said, if you go back and look, that he went to Miami to learn how to win, win and be a leader. Dwayne Wade was the leader. Don't get me wrong. LeBron was the alpha for, for sure. For sure, by far, the best player on the court. I don't want that to get misconstrued in any way possible. I'm aware of that, and I'm, I, I have no biases. It comes off like bias because I'm passionate, and I'm, I'm only passionate because I, it really just grinds my gears when I'm right and a bunch of other people are dumb as fuck and can't comprehend what I'm trying to tell them. Like I'm trying to give them you know, alpha. I'm trying to lead you, my boy. I led you to the pond. You won't drink the water, my nigga. All you got to <laughs> do is get a cup, make a little fire, boil it out, get all the toxins out, and drink it, my dog. I'm trying to teach you. So let me teach you real quick. When he went to Miami, he did not know how to get the job done. He did exactly what I had said previously. He was individually great. LeBron, before he went to Miami, is equivalent, not so quite because, you know, Jordan was scoring a whole lot more, but it's equivalent to Jordan before, you know, Pippen got there and the championships. It's equivalent to that same step. The difference is... Jordan didn't need someone who already did it to teach him how to do so. LeBron went to Miami because Dwayne Wade, Eric Spolstra, they've already done it. They've been through the wire. They've and, and did it in incredible fashion. Dwayne Wade has led a team there. I don't give a fuck what you say to Shaquille O'Neal. He averaged 13 points in that finals. That was Dwayne Wade. He carried that big-ass nigga to his uh, fourth championship. 
it, I'm, there's no there's no other way around it, right? So LeBron needed that. If you just took that out, there's no guarantee if he would have ever got over the hump. Now we know his talent level, but when we talk about championships, that's a mental. That's not that has nothing that has very little to do with the talent. Like obviously you need to be talented to be great and win championships. But when you look at the dogs in the league, the what sets them apart is the mental, bro. Jordan, Kobe, the mental. They 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 did not get psyched out. They knew exactly what they were coming in to do and finish. And that's what LeBron needed from Miami. So for him to say if you just took that out, he'd be the same person. Bro, we don't know if you would. You might be fucking Carmelo Anthony of this new generation, for all we know. Someone who's just super skilled and never got over the hump. So to me, that's it's just absolutely crazy. I don't know why he would say that because it's kind of like a gut punch to anyone who's a Miami Heat fan. Because I feel like although LeBron was a made name and whatever, he was already him. But Miami made LeBron what we think of today. And the reason why I have to fucking combat all these other ass niggas who try to claim he's the GOAT and I have to have these conversations. If it wasn't for Miami LeBron, I wouldn't have to have these conversations. And I might like you, my lord, because I wouldn't even fucking need to, like, talk down on you because niggas just don't know. They just don't know, man. They just don't know. <laughs> they, it's funny because you say I remember when he went to Miami and, like, like you, you're talking about the exact thing. I'm, I'm sure I saw the same thing you were talking about when he said, like, he went there to one, what did it win? Learn how to be a leader, you know, learn how to win, etc. I thought it was funny as fuck because, like, LeBron is, like, exceptionally talented. Probably one of the most, he is one of the most unique human specimen that has ever probably walked here. Genuinely. Like, in terms of athleticism, overall build, size, length, muscle to fat, like, all these different ratios. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. He literally looked like an animal. Um, a gorilla. Let me go there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but when when you talk about someone like you could see, and it it was a thing. Like it, I re- remember when LeBron was in Cleveland, and he could obviously couldn't win the first time like around in Cleveland, and he would always pass up the shot. Always pass up. I mean, always, bro. It'd be what time. He like, let me pre- let me pass this shit to Zatrunas Ilgauskis. Y'all, you remember Zatrunas Ilgauskis? Bro, he is a like. I mean, he's on a fifteen foot jump shot. Why are you expecting Zatrunas? This is not the modern day NBA where seven footers are hitting those shots. They're not right. Yeah. Um. So he got a lot of criticism. I remember, like he criticized a ton about it. But it is the right play, right? It's the right play to hit the open man. We all, like, if you ever played one year of organized basketball, one season, it could have been in freaking pre-K, you learn to, like, pass the open person. Yeah. Right? But then, even in Miami, he had a little tendency to do it, but he could get bailed out because he had Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and he had Ray freaking Allen, who basically saved him a ring. Um, yeah. In- and one of the greatest of all time, probably top. Damn, I ain't going to go down that rabbit hole right now. I might get stuck. I might get stuck <laughs> way out in terms of shooters. But he had all He's these other three. people around him. 
Yeah, because I mean, I want to put Clay there, but the way his career, and then he had a good night the other night, so I can't, I can't count. Like, he had a good night the other day. Clay's well, either two or three. Yeah. Um, but that being said, LeBron had the ability to make those passes and not worry about it. But still, if you're the guy, right? Like, there are plenty of times, like, when Jordan hit that famous shot against the Cavs, the crossover, like, basically when he pushed the dude, the nigga off and it rattled in from the free throw line, you, remember, you know that shot, right? Yeah. Um, if, if, you, if you guys know the shot I'm talking about. You mean the Jazz? Game six? The game I, six shot? I thought it was the Cavs, dude. I swear uh, that was the In the, the finals? It was an Eastern Conference final. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking there's, about there's, there's two very similar looking shots, but the one that I'm thinking about I think is the Cavs. But I may be wrong. So I, okay, okay. Not, I think, yeah. Yeah, either way, if you're not familiar with it, go look it up. You'll, like, you can literally look Michael Jordan crossover, and I guarantee it probably comes up. But either way, that was not the right play what Michael Jordan did, bro. He was supposed to pass. Granted, he, one of the greatest plays of all time is when he passed Steve Kerr because he said, because uh, Phil Jackson said he's going to be open, which I think is an awesome story. And I know Michael's like, what the fuck? I didn't pass that nigga like that. Glad that nigga that I bust in the face the other day. Yeah. <laughs> he, knew, he, knew damn, he knew damn well. He, got, he was like, yeah, I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> um, but there are plenty of times the greatest player, one of some of the greatest players make the play, but it works out because they took responsibility being responsibility the ball to shoot that shit. LeBron... To this day, I still think struggles with that shit. I yeah. still to this day believe he struggles with it because he's such a fundamentally rounded basketball player. It's hard for him to do the do the thing that you shouldn't do fundamentally. But fuck that, bro. If I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose on my own my own you know vindication. Like I'm not gonna lose because I didn't take the shot. I ain't gonna lose because I let Michael Michael Bynum take a three point jump shot. No damn what I shit was gonna be up for it. <laughs> it's Mike by you, nigga. Oh shit. Hey, bro, man. Hey. <laughs> Legal name, bro. Legal name. No, no, I agree, I agree. And here's the crazy thing. So if we really think about so LeBron thinks he would still be LeBron that we think of today. When we think about the top five and even the top ten rather, uh especially with how people's careers are going right now, what I've noticed is it's, it's a very tight race, you know, and it takes very little, very little altercation in resumes to, you know, make moves. Like right now we're already fumbling. People are, they're dropping down because Steph is in that top 10 and he's very well can make him make his way in that top five, which I believe he, he very well could do. And somebody's got to drop down because of that. So the race is really tight because these are all legends. These are, you know, bona fide names that we all know. We, you got the Shaqs, the Kobe's, the Birds, the Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan's, all those guys, bona fide names solidified. So for LeBron to say, hey, take out of Miami, I'm still going to be what I am today. Well, listen, bro, because let's, let's call a spade a spade. That Miami team was a super team, and that is, you know, what we are accustomed to now. And yeah, it's cool and player movement and player empowerment. Yeah, but it was a super team, right? He went. He lost two finals with them. He went two and two with them, right? So, 
Let's say he take the Miami thing out. He decided to stay. What can we actually, you know, infer that he would have accomplished in that stint? If, if with the help of Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, you went two for two in the finals, then, you know, we can, we might be able to give you maybe one of those years you went crazy, you went eight shit, and you won one championship. We, I, I can't even guarantee you that. But I will be willing to give you that maybe LeBron, if he would have stayed in Cleveland through that stint, because that's pre-Kyrie kind of love. That's you know that's still the same yeah. Cleveland team. Maybe he would have gotten himself one Finals. I, I don't know. I mean, it's very well possible. But now we're looking at three. Now we're looking at three, and he didn't. And we're looking at a lack of appearances, because that's what a lot of people pin on him compared to Jordan is that he's just always there. But if he didn't go to Miami, those appearances wouldn't look the same because he was not there every year before the Miami thing. That's what the conference. It was the Celtics, bro. The Celtics yeah, it was the-, the Celtics. So had he not gone to Miami, we can't guarantee that he would have gotten two championships that he did because, you know, he got them, but he also lost two with the most stacked team in the NBA. And one of those losses being to the Dallas Mavericks with Dirk Nowitzki and fucking uh, Jason Terry. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this guaranteed that he would have even got another one, but I will give him one. But we can also say that he probably wouldn't have gone to all those finals in a row. It probably would have been other teams that would have gone in there over him. So when we look at the top 10 of people, if we take out not only a championship, because I'm giving him one, but he, I, I think he probably wouldn't have gotten one, but I'm giving him one. And we take out, you know, maybe two, maybe three of those appearances. Now his resume to those top five, to those top ten people don't look as great. Now, obviously, he would still have the individual accolades, and, you know, maybe if he was on Cleveland, he would have been scoring even more points or – Maybe he would have been yeah, doing he something. Probably, he probably would have been doing something, doing something fucking crazy. He'd be like 45 a game and still losing his shit. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he might have been doing some crazy shit like that. But when it comes to what the other people accomplish, and like I said, guys, you know, all that shit's nice, but what we do when we step on that court is we're trying to get the W. That's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. You know, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. If I'm the best player, um, look, Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer, bonafide, first ballot. He's a he's he's a guaranteed triple single, but he's a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. You want to know why that is? Because we play the game to win it. goddammit. it! <laughs> so as long as you're winning, you do not need all that other shit because all that other shit is irrelevant. The only column on the box score that matters is who won and who lost. And if you're a loser, then okay. All that shit you did was great. Congratulations. You had a pretty L. But no one's going to talk about you. So I think it's crazy. I think it's ludicrous. I don't know why he would say that. I also don't know why he's downplaying Miami. I think it's a pivotal turning point in his career. And may LeBron what he is today. Um if I was Dwayne Wade, I'm calling that nigga up. I'm like, hey, bro, 
I need you to go talk to the media, my nigga, and go ahead and put some respect on my name, nigga. I, I remember them phone calls when you hit me up talking about I need to learn how to be a leader and shit. Yeah, go ahead and put some respect on my name, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I mean, it, it's it's a remarkable thing. And then and I can think of it like, yes, it's crazy to think. What? 13, 14 when this happened? Maybe 12? Yeah. Like, when this all happened, the announcement, and my parents, my whole family, they sitting there watching on the TV like it's a fucking, like it's a damn president about to speak or something. I remember that shit. It was crazy. But, yeah, man, I definitely think it's like, I mean, it's just like anything, man. If, like, you, if you know that that's your whole end goal, you get the answer to be like, I really don't know. Like, I really don't know. Because, like, look, I went there to do this. And who knows, if I stayed in Cleveland, I might have been able to still win. I might have got these guys to come up here. Who knows? They might have came up here. Might have had this. Might have had this, that, and the other. Those are all the things you have to you have to put in, put in take into account. He could have been a lot more strategic with that. And he's usually pretty smart with his, with his media answers. Like, he's a pretty – I mean, he's been dealing with the media since he was, like, fucking 16. So I would hope that he's got some type of suave with it. But that was just idiotic. And – Speaking of idiotic, I know that's a transition we want to roll with. My boy, the number one Hoochie Mama lover, we call him <laughs> the light skin. I'm a shoot because she here, nigga. Jordan Bull. So, apparently, Cameron uh, exposed Jordan Bull for allegedly taking Ice Fight on a $500,000 date. So, to give you some perspective, um, basically he was at like a fan thing and the fan was like, oh, like how was it play with stuff? And he's like, oh, it's so cool. Like he's a, like, he's so good, blah, blah, blah. Played all the, all the glazing bullshit you would say, right? And then he's, he's this little kid asked immediately, <laughs> yo, is the ice fight, is the ice fight thing true? He's like, nah. And it's like, so really the question we're asking here is, that like, is a joke, by the way. Nah, that was the, no transition, no segue, no nothing. <laughs> oh, is that I supposed to think too? Like, he got him all opened up. He, yeah, he knew what he was he doing. Have, he might be a great salesman. He'd be like, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, your kids are so awesome. Okay, that's going to be 120000 for the company to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the question at hand is, is this a 1% nigga move? By taking, like, if he did do it, I mean, I'm thinking he did. I see him. I see the way he looking. Oh yeah, he definitely did it. I mean, and to put in perspective for the folks out there, Jordan Poole makes for 120. I think it's 124 million four years of his contract. So he's put in 38 million dollars contractually. So 500k is a drop in the bucket. For, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. Then again, let's take the let's take the side that he did do it, right? I mean, the question we're asking is: Is this a one percent nigga move? Fuck yeah, it's a one percent nigga move because he is in the one percent, bro. It ain't no other way to go about it. Like I'm like, first off, we already talked about the flights and the shits like that, bro. Like, uh, and I'm definitely definitely not taking ice. Like, ice face is all right, like, but I ain't gonna take ice spice on a five hundred thousand dollar date, like. Like that boy said, was it Cameron said? I think it was Cameron said. Yeah. He said she from the Bronx. She don't care. She got her own money, dude. She got her own bread. And you really about to just go and... Like, bro, 
people will throw anything at her. You gotta be different. And I like that I said, it ain't even worth spending five hundred K on her. Ain't honestly, ain't no woman worth five hundred K unless that's my wife and she got my kids. Like, ain't no way. And that's no disrespect to any woman. Cause I hope you don't think I'm worth five hundred five hundred thousand dollars either. Because I'm not. I am not. I mean, for the companies out there, if you're willing to pay me five hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, in the future, I would gladly take it. But that being said, um, my point is, I just don't. I mean, if I had the money, yeah, I'd blow this price. It's just like it's a dumb one percent that makes, sense, in my opinion, because I ain't taking that that girl on a five hundred thousand dollar date. After dark podcast family. Let Black Mike speak to you for a second here. Because at the end of every episode, I tell all of my male listeners or people who I identify as male listeners, however you want to do it, whoever, whoever listened to that one part where I talk about 1% niggas and think that I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you. Um, and I tell you every day, become a 1% nigga. Get your bread up. Quit your bitching. That's what I tell you, because I want all my listeners to be 1% niggas, and I want all the ladies listening to, you know, not be hung up on the fucking other 99% and move on. That's all I do. Let me tell you this right here. When I say become a 1% nigga, it's not so you can do shit like this. That is not what I'm saying. This is not a 1% nigga move. This is a 1% of the, you know, pussy-ass simp nigga moves. That's five, $500,000. First things first, I need Jordan Poole to teach me how to spend $500,000 in one sitting because my mind can't even fathom the thought of what he could have possibly done, where he could have possibly taken her, and what he could have purchased that would have equaled $500,000. And, you know, I, I really just... I don't understand. No, this is not a 1% nigga move. Who's dropping $500,000? Ice Spice is new to the game, my bruh. She's still drunk off fame. You can hit her just off the clout. Just off the drunk off fame. She tipsy off that bitch right now. Ooh, Jordan Poole hit me up. He dropped 40 points in his preseason game. (laughs) Bro. 500,000? Where where are you going? Like, see, this is how I know. This is how I know. This is how I know I need to get my bread up. I couldn't even think of places that, like, would get me close to that 500,000. I'm over here. I still saw the list that we talked about a couple weeks ago with all the places not to tell a girl to go to, and I was looking at it getting ideas. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Some of these, I would have never thought of those. So, yeah. I mean, I know he didn't do any of those because none of those equal $500,000. They didn't even equal 500 bucks, which is my cup of tea. But <clears throat> I, I, it, was, it kind of blows my mind. I 1,000% believe that he did it. If you look at Jordan Poole on the sidelines, if you look at him anytime Kamala Harris is, you know, within a five-foot radius of him, you know exactly that he is willing to drop 500 k on the Ice Spice date. That is and these NBA players are wild, bro. They're out here babysitting porn stars and, you know, just, you know, putting them up in these expensive apartments, paying them 100-plus K salaries a year. These NBA niggas are crazy. They do not give a fuck. If an NBA nigga gives your girl the look 
starts biting on his lip or, you know, talking deep hey, and shit. Hey, 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 here you go. You <laughs> yeah, she's gone, my bro. She's gone, my bro. And it's because you don't even know how to add up to a $500,000 date like me. I don't understand that. I don't think that's a 1% nigga move. I feel like he kind of overdid it for Ice Spice, too. Like, like Cameron said, like, I don't even think that, like, she really liked that. Like, she seemed like the one of the most down-to-earth of the, you know, new celebrity uh, pop stars in the game. So, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I wouldn't have done it. No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean I'm not going to step on it. Like you, I couldn't even imagine. What can I do? I'm telling you, it's one of those Drake shits. He had to do one of the Drake things that we don't know about. The Bibelos to the Bobolos to the Baba, back to the Baba. Like, I don't he had, he had to have done something like that because there ain't no way I could even fat. Brother, I couldn't even tell you how to spend $100,000 on a right now. I could just tell you 10, 10 grand, maybe. 20 grand, maybe. 30 grand, maybe. Like, you start getting the six figures for a date for one occasion? Bro, you know how disrespectful it is? <laughs> how disrespectful it is. Like, hey, man, I don't know if Jordan Poole came for money. I don't know if he had a nice life, if he had a horrible life before, like, financially. I'm assuming he probably had a middle-class life. If I had to look at him, I had to guess. He probably had a standard middle-class life. Not upper, not lower, just standard middle-class, right? His parents might be... Touching 100k in six figure salary, or not six figures in total in their home, but they ain't got individually, right? Yeah. You know how disrespectful it is. You know how disrespectful that shit is. Imagine your mom here, shit, bro. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. He probably and never he, spent 500k on his mom either. Never. He probably bought our car. Maybe like put some money into a home. Like maybe revamp. I guarantee he has. And I'm not saying Jordan Poole's a bad guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah. But I, I know the first thing I'm doing with those big checks is getting my mom whatever the fuck she wants. I don't care what she wants. He can get whatever. You want to go to the store? Let's go to the store. If you want to get a house, brand new house, for sure, let's do it. I don't care because I'm going to give it back, right? Your parents were scraping by making 100K in the household income. And you said, nah, fuck it. I'm going to spend 500K on an ice spice date. <laughs> nah, you're wild as fuck. You really think I... You really think that's a smart... Like, I say it's a 1% nigga move, like I said earlier. But it's a 1% dumb nigga move, like I said. And <laughs> Jordan, no, Poole, Jordan Poole said, yo, fuck that dinner with Jay-Z. Give me the 500K so I can go spend it on a dinner with ice spice. <laughs> oh, like, what? I can't believe that. Like, and I, and we, like I said, we both believe he did it. And I don't think anybody's even in the picture right now thinking he didn't. Like, I'm like, who, like, we, you're, you're, we see you, bro. Like, we know how you be moving. Like, there be literally the meme of the girl coming to the basketball court at a pickup game is you. You are the meme. Dance. Dance. Shut it up. I mean, and when you on, you on. But I mean, when you off, you off, my guy. And it looks like your team might be one of the worst teams in the East this year. So I don't know what the fuck you about. They to do. trash, dude. Your team is bad, bro. You might need to spend five hundred k on some trainers for the team, or something, uh, or something to hype them up to get them to get them ready to go because they looking trash. And Ice Spice, no matter if she was giving it up or not, she ain't gonna make it no better, my guy. 
because she a Bronx girl. And for the ladies out there listening, yo, I know the whole, if he takes me on a date, you shouldn't expect sex. Like, that's not like blah, 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 blah. And I agree with you. But let me tell you this. If I pull a Jordan move, Jordan Poole move on any of you hoes, any of you hoes get, get Jordan Poole moves out of me, 500K and up out of me, oh, hell. <laughs> Oh hell. Yo, as soon as we leave that fucking whatever dinner costs five hundred K in the Bibelos or Saint Saint, wherever the fuck they at, you already know we going straight back, third floor, room three oh one with the private view with the little, you know, hot tub on the balcony. It's it's going down. It's going down until the sun come back up. It's going down until I until I make that five hundred K back. I gotta figure out a way to get that back first. <laughs> you chilling right exactly. here, so I can get Bro, that back. Hear, and speaking of that, you you watch, you saw that thing about Shannon Sharp where he was like, you know, took a woman out on a date and was like, you know, I expect sex after this. That was about very. Yeah, yeah. All right, so ladies, Shannon Sharp. If you don't know who he is, he's a uh, sports personality, sports analyst uh, on ESPN First Date with him featuring. Well, it's him, first take featuring Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp now. But he was also a very, very football player. So he was making plenty of money playing for the Broncos. I think he was playing for the Broncos at the time. So he's Colorado, probably a little bit of Snow Bunny. And we, we ain't got nothing against some Snow Bunnies. We love Snow Bunnies too over here. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> but this man sits on a date. And this is what like, I'm trying to get at with Mike saying. I guarantee he took her to a nice ass date. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That shit was probably a grand. He probably spent easily a grand, maybe even more, depending on what type of wines they were drinking, steaks, etc., so on and so forth. Says to this woman, says, I can't remember the entire context. I remember a condom came up, and he was like, something like, I'm just not going to you know, do it inside of you. It's, it's wild, bro. Like shit. Shannon Sharp is wild. Like, and he, but he was very blunt with her at this that you have sexual intercourse after this. I'm like, ain't no foreplay in this shit. Like, we ain't teasing each other at this point. It's like, nah, this is what we getting. But I'm saying there's like, I mean, in love, that doesn't mean that. Don't feel like you're becoming like. You're being you're you're like a prostitute. That's like prostitution or anything like that. Because you pay for what you get, bro. If you don't buy your girl no gifts, hey, hey. Especially if she know you got the bread to do it, hey, hey. Like you're not you're not a prostitute. <laughs> that's not because that's not your job. That's not you're not doing that on a day to day basis. Put it for somebody because it. It's like even to the simplest point, it's like, oh, he bought me, he bought me a few drinks at the bar, and like, yeah, we hooked up. Oh, would it, if he bought you the drinks at the bar, would it have changed? If he didn't buy those, would it have changed something? Probably. Means he didn't like me, or he wasn't willing to spend money on me. Yup. Hey. Hey. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. But, ladies, and for my future daughter out there in my in my nuts right now, I know that's super TMI. But to my future daughter out there, please, baby girl, don't, don't, don't listen to what I say here. But 
Don't come back and watch the pod. Don't come back and watch. But if if a man goes out of his way to spend his hard-earned money on something worthwhile, he's gonna expect something. And like the and like uh, overall, Pat Patty said on uh, Breakfast Club in the clip said, "You ain't paying me five hundred k unless you think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you pay me to have sex." Uh, Dang, there ain't no reason. To, there ain't no other reason to spend 500k. No, there's no other reason. There's no. I mean, you can't write that shit off, bro. If you're write that, God forbid, you're the best in the business, bro. You might be. You might be some kid of Donald Trump. Take her to a charity event. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, donate like. 500k right now. Like it's nothing. Get, you know? Yeah. Like what the fuck? But he got his lawyer. He texted his lawyer all day. Yeah. Go ahead and fucking. You know what to do. Go ahead and put that in the, you know, the expenses account. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, sir. Because, like, you know, like, actually you can low-key finesse that if you went to, like, a charity event and you just bought, say, like, the same thing you do at LLCs and, like, oh, I put these pictures in a home for my Airbnb and that's a business expense for me. Bro, you could you could finesse all types of shit. Like, yeah, I bought her like two hundred thousand dollars worth of art, but I put it in my Airbnb where she stays, and she ain't gotta pay nothing. <laughs> that's that's a finesse play. Honestly, like, I might try to do that if I get it. That's a one percent nigga. That's a flex right there. A finesse, no, a one percent nigga finesse move right there. I hey, can't, I can't wait till I'm able to, you know. Exercise that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that that might be. If I, if I'm still a single man at that point in my life, best believe I'll be like, hey, I'll go, you know. And if she would start becoming wifey type material, but like, oh, you can stay over here until we like become official. But like, you don't have to pay nothing. Like it's all like this is like you're good. But you want these pictures in there? Like you want these ones? All right. <laughs> like with a light three four hundred and like oh okay okay. Gotcha. They're in there. I didn't pay a dime. That shit was expense. Expense. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't got much else to say about it. It's wild that dudes even think about spending 10K, let alone 500K. I mean, them niggas ain't got no morals. And now, I, guess, I guess now, like, something like that. What? Jordan Poole's like 24 or something, right? Yeah, he's a young dude. So, like, I'm thinking, like, the way he was brought up, because he might have got a little bit of exposure to that bullshit, you know, that new generation bullshit, where they just be acting stupid and shit. Like, Oh, for sure. I, like, I was watching a TikTok the other day, and the teacher, <laughs> teacher literally said, fellow teacher, why? Why are these kids so bad? <laughs> Every single one of them. It's not just a couple, you know. It always. But why is every single one of them so bad? Every single one of them, no respect. Dude, it's how they come up, bro. It's a whole different fucking wave of humans. Yeah, they're being taught by the internet, bro, and that is not the way you need to fucking interaction. But I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, Mike. I know that shit's kind of funny, just because it's wild for him to kind of. Go about that shit, but no, I ain't got any other thoughts. Just like I said, for the people listening to us, when we say one percent nigga, these aren't the moves that we're talking about. 
Because in all reality, 1% niggas don't have to make those real rambunctious and fucking just out, just out absolutely crazy types of gestures to, to get the girl. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to be creative and, you know, do some, you know, unique yeah. gestures. But I'm saying those unique gestures do not have to equal $500,000. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely not. And it will not. Not in my day and age unless it's being expensed. <laughs> expensed. Uh, <laughs> not at the rate uh, y'all are subscribing. I ain't going to be <laughs> I ain't gonna be dropping $500,000 anytime soon on no bitch. <laughs> no, nah, I won't be dropping $500,000 on nothing. Period. <laughs> period, bro. Yeah. And I mean, look, unless I got, unless I'm about to buy, look, I can't buy 500k cash. If I can buy a home right now on 500k cash, best week I'd be in a five hundred thousand dollar home right now. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. That was five hundred k cash, bro. That was a fucking loan. That's not a loan, bro. It's a five hundred k. No, my thing is, he might have said, "Nah, that didn't happen," because he didn't even know how much it cost. He might have just buying shit. Nah, it couldn't have been five hundred k. He's like, nah, we didn't, we didn't go that crazy. I mean, I didn't check the price tag, but it couldn't have been no five hundred k though. He go to the he go to the accountant and literally and literally like, yo, hey, how much do I spend on that trip? <laughs> um, Mr. Jordan Paul, let's do this. About seven hundred thousand. About seven hundred thousand. <laughs> you, like, you hit London, Bali, and Hawaii all on the same day. <laughs> and then you don't even own a private jet yet, Mr. Poole. So you were paying a lot of fuel cost and the plane itself or the jet itself. So, mm, yeah, that's where at now. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, and then the other girls you brought along while Ice Spice was there, don't know why you did that, but they were expensive too. Um, <laughs> In fact, I'd be seeing, no, I'm not even joking. I've heard rappers talk about it. They'd be like, they'll bring a girl. Well, that's like the, that's like the Kevin Durant shit, too. That's just... Well, oh, the backup date? Yeah. But it's like, they bring bringing multiple girls. Like, don't take them out on a, like, on a trip. It won't be like a solo trip, just them and that girl. It'll be like them. Obviously, their security or whoever they're with will be there. But, like, it'll be like two or three other girls. Right. <laughs> which one? Which one? I got the good vibes. <laughs> like, all right, your which vibes off. Go ahead and bring go bring that other one over here. That little light skin video over there. Yeah, Let's see what her bring vibes Carmen are. over here real quick. I know she's Carmen. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, Jordan Poole, if you can hear this, bro, I really hope you spend your money wiser because you know who you know who was wise with their money. Oh, now who honestly didn't have the talent you had. I mean, yeah. He did at one point, but he definitely fell off a cliff at, towards in his career. Gilbert Arenas, do the demon. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe you should take some advice because you're playing for the Wizards now, too. Um, <laughs> but speaking of that, not even speaking of that, speaking of just people that are somewhat down to earth and kind of smart, uh, we got J. Cole. J. Cole actually recently sat down with Lil Yacht. His podcast, A Safe Place. So J. Cole basically was talking about a little bit, uh, you know, about him and Drake and their dynamic and how they're kind of cut as written here by my fellow uh, co-hosts, but from a different club. And so when they get on a track, they're typically like, they're trying to compete. So Yachty had obviously mentioned a little bit how this just generation doesn't, Jesus, doesn't see it like that. 
And they care more about the beats and that type of stuff and whatnot. But when you're when you're comparing Drake and J. Cole, which rap style is better? Like, is it the rap like going back and forth and like kind of like competing with one another, or is it let's just pop in and let's have a good beat? The lyrics really don't matter as much, and that's really the question we have at hand. What's really better for the future of where we going with hip hop now? Because we feel I feel like we have this conversation pretty often. Where we going to see hip hop and and or the rap game go? So, Mike, I want to kind of get your thought first because I feel like I've been first a couple times and kind of blabbered. Yeah, so, um, and essentially what, what's being referenced, uh, he was kind of going at Joe Budden because Joe Budden was talking about how J. Cole, which he kind of reiterated some of the same uh, thoughts that I had when I was in the first-person shooter mode, was that J. Cole absolutely washed up Drake. And uh, he was kind of mad at Drake for not really taking on the competition Drake went more for what was good for the song and the radio play and the club banger hit rather than, you know, J. Cole came for blood and rather than Drake smelling that and trying to compete back and forth, he went for the song. And so Yachty kind of proposed it. He kind of tried to bait J. Cole into it a little bit. He did a good job. Yeah, he was like, because, you know, how do you... Uh, how do you feel about Joe Budden saying that and, you know, rappers going on the song and competing? Because Yachty felt like that wasn't the case. He said, I feel like, you know, two greats get on the song and just trying to make a good song. That's what that's what I do when I get on a song with anybody else. And J. Cole was like, basically, he was like, I hear you, but that's not the cloth him and Drake are cut for. He basically said that him, Drake, and K-Dot, and then the ones that came before them, are cut from more of a lyrical standpoint cloth where when they get on the beat, it's, I'm going to take your head off. Yeah, we're trying to make a good song, but, like, I want to be the reason why this song is good, not you. Like, it's going to be my verse, not your verse. Because everyone back in the day used to love to learn verses, and you would hear a song and you'd have your favorite verse. I, I remember songs like No Hands, and, you know, um, when, they, when they had the fucking baloney line, I was like, damn, that verse is the best verse. Everyone loved that verse. All the verses on that song is hard. That's the middle school anthem, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so no one had the middle school. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The fucking middle school dance grind grinding <laughs> sessions were fucking nuts. But um, yeah. So which one is better for hip hop as a whole? And and. Um, from a you know, from a front-facing perspective, it seems like it's quite obvious that you know J. Cole and Drake competing on the song, trying to make the best lyrics and the best verses, is the obvious choice of what's better for hip hop. But it really kind of depends on what angle you're looking at it, right? Because if you're looking at it from an angle like I'm like I choose to look at hip hop and how I kind of believe you choose to look at hip hop, then yes, you you would agree that the competition of verses is better for rap in itself because it's really what birth rap. Rap was about the lyricism and about like the storytelling and the competition of it. It was it was a battle. You know, people would rap on streets and they would have rap battles and they're trying to have the most clever lines. And so that was incorporated into the music. And I think that it made some of the, it, it made great eras of rap 
But at the same time, in order for rap to transcend and get to the place that it is today, where it is competing with genres like pop, it has overtaken what was once the king genre like rock. And, you know, it is uh, it's the number one it's the number one genre in the world right now. And when you get to that point, then it has to start to relate to a larger audience. And so when you look at it from that angle, the sport of lyricism and rap and storytelling can easily get lost because, you know, not everyone's into that. Not everyone's into the, like, let me get on a verse, let me give you, you know, 20 bars and go back and forth. As you start trying to hit multiple pockets, multiple markets, you're just trying to make music that transcends uh, generations, it transcends geography, and all that standpoint. And when it comes to that, you just need timeless melodies and hooks and very catchy beats, which is what Yachty's coming from, because Yachty's coming from a very pop version of rap. You know, he's coming up in the air where it's poppy. It's not as raw and as hip hip hop was breaking through the mold, which is, you know, when you think of rock, what rock did initially, it broke through the mold. It was kind of the rebel child. Hip hop's no longer the rebel child. It is the glory child. It's the biggest genre in the world. And so, you know, maybe a little, I would like to say a little bit of both kind of would be helpful to bring it back to its essence. Yeah, I mean, I I hate it. So I hate to use recency bias because recency bias is such a bad thing when in really any argument it's like super concrete or concrete, I'm sorry. But um I wanna speak directly like Drake's album he just dropped, you know, last month. And we talk we obviously in guys if you haven't seen that reaction to the Drake album Go back and find and watch that. Um, super fun, but I think of the songs on um, "For All the Dogs," like "Tried Our Best" and "Drew Picasso." And honestly, I start listening to a lot. I'm dude. I'm st- I still. <laughs> I ain't gonna fucking lie, bro. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still with that shit nonstop, bro. It's, it's good. Bad. It's good. It is bad. But I'm listening to it now because the lyrics. Like, the beats are great. Like, I love, like, mixtures and, like, nice little melodies here and there. But I think, ultimately, and I hate to say it, it's because sometimes it's, it's like a fine line because lyrics can, can transcend time periods if they are not too specific. But lyrics can also be taught in a decade at a time because of the specificity or specific like nature of the lines, right? That's That's where I think that when you talk about getting on a track and competing and that type of thing, it's great. It's super sick because you're going to start jabbing and using stuff that's in the present or maybe in the past, um, or it's going to be a line in the, in the, in the near future. So when you listen to that song 10 years later, it's like, for someone that hadn't listened to it, it's like, what the hell are they talking about? What the fuck's going on? And say the beat was not as good as it needed to be. Great, on most of those songs, I feel like any good, any song I listen to, not any song, but most songs that I'm going to continue to, like, listen to. But, like, I agree with you. It's a little bit of both. Back- 
hard counter. Dude, like, if a beat sucks, you're not going to, like, a lot of people won't even listen to the rest of them. That's the shit. That's the shit. Right? We are all victims to it. Where, like, you get stuck in this lull. Like, I know sometimes I'd be getting albums, like, whisping through. And I'm like, oh, that beat trash. Next. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't listen to a lyric. I wouldn't even listen to a fire. Oh, yeah. Unless I'm like, initial listen, I, I think that I do listen for the beat rather than the lyrics. Off yeah. the initial so the, listen. Because the beat is like going to encapture and then the lyrics is hold you. It's like a pretty face of, or, will reel you in, but good or that's it. <laughs> You're on the song. I thought you knew. No, all right. A good face will get you there, but what's going to keep you is a good quality, good set your soul. Same thing. The beat is the face, and the personality is the lyric. And, like, that's, what, that's how I see it, because beats get old. Lyrics hardly ever get old if they're really good. Yeah. If they're really good, they never get old. Beats will. People will mix. You know how many times? You probably know a million times. You know how many songs people are just mixing with different beats and it revives the song. It like makes the song sound damn that's so fresh again. That what like is just such a like I don't know, it's a very, very slippery slope. But like I said, I think it's the face is and your personality is your lyric. And if you can maximize both ends of that while also having fun making a great fitting up a competition, obviously that's the best of like actually that's a dream world. But I do think, like, if it's if we're looking at it, it's be like 65-35. The beat, 35%, 65% longevity and greatness of a song or album is based directly off the fact that rapper, uh, you know, artist on the track, and they're not somewhat trying to, like, make that song great and making people think, oh, that's Mike's song. That's not Sterling's song. That's so-and-so's song, not whoever it actually is song. That's a... That's a dude, the fucking... Want to need? Bro, people started thinking that was Lil Baby's song. If the meme didn't come out, for like is. Troll Drake. Yeah, it always did. <laughs> no, song. I am just saying because he fucking ate all that fucking song. But, but it's, yeah, but I'm saying it's Drake's, it's Drake's song. Yeah, it's Drake's song, yeah. But it's Lil Baby's song. Because yeah. <laughs> the memes saved him from not losing the credibility that he Period. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I think, I think that's what makes it great. Because I could go back and listen to that song now and still enjoy it. And it, it's because Lil Baby went crazy. Lil Baby stepped on that track and said, Now, fuck you, Drake. You're getting bodied, bro. And I appreciate that. As a listener, as a fan of music, as a fan of hip hop, can't, can't ask for anything more from an artist. Yeah, that's a great point, too. Because when I think about timeless music, and when even when you just think about timeless artists, people who are here and have long careers because the rap game or music game in general is usually kind of a very short lifespan. Uh, yep. Some people are lucky. If they're lucky, they see five years of being hot in the game, right? And when you yep. think of the people who've been here for a long time, and we're talking rap specifically, when you think about them, the ones that are still around that have been here from when we were growing up are the ones that, you know, they were lyricists. And the guys today, nowadays, 
they get high and they blow up really, really fast off of beat, off of sound, you know, um, vibes. Those are those are trends, and you know, trends fade. They, they they go out, and so they pick up a lot of steam, but they you know they just fall flat because you didn't get that to the core of what it is. But all the other ones, maybe they didn't blow up as fast because they're you know more focused on lyricism, and that doesn't transcend everybody as quickly it takes longer for that pot to get hot but when it does get hot it you know it radiates the heat and it stays warm and the other ones you know they're in a microwave but you know the lyricists they're boiling over the stove i don't know shitty analogy sterling's analogy was much better i tried to i tried to you know bounce one back out there it didn't really work out but it didn't really work out there but you get the point i i do agree with you i do think um, that the lyricism is the base of what rap is. It's, you know, rap is only rap because of the style of lyrics. Like, that's the only thing that makes it rap, really. Like, exactly. <laughs> everything else is just, exactly. you know, it's music. Like, it's not really, I mean, obviously drum patterns and stuff like that is very memorable when it comes to rap. But rap is rap based off of the lyricism style in itself. So you got to get that to the base. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's what it comes down to. I think if you're really gonna put in perspective for like, if you're like a hip hop, if you're if you're if you're listening to this right now or watching or whatever, whichever way you're being entertained by the both of us at the moment, if you're a fan of music in any regard, and say like, for example, like you listen, to, and I'd be surprised if you listen to us in your favorite pop, but I'd still be cool with that. It's not gonna bother me. I think it's cool that that's your favorite genre. Like, my favorite genre has probably always been hip-hop, maybe pop for a little bit when I was, like, a little kid, because I was just a kid um, and didn't know any better. Like, Kids Bop, y'all remember that shit. (laughs) They will make that turn into... Or the Now CDs. Yeah, the the Now CDs. Now, 57! Like, (laughs) damn, like... I feel like I don't know what the nows would be at now. Now one hundred, but um, probably way more than that. But if you're listening to this now and you're a fan of music, period, um, like think about why you like your genre the way you like it. Like, why do you like the way it is? Is it because of the beat? Is it because of the maybe you have a sentiment with the artist, your favorite artist within that genre that made. Or is it because the way that they speak, because rap is different from rock, just like rock is different from pop, and just like pop is different from, you know, drill, and then soul is different from, you know, I could go on and go, but everyone has their reason why, like, I ain't going to sit here and cap with you, like, I be living in a car with my mom sometimes, she be listening to gospel, soul music, bro, sometimes, that shit just be hitting like sometimes it'd be hitting. Look, look that so. No, oh man, I gotta. Oh, it it. Oh, it just be going crazy. And I'm telling you, I could be in the car with my mom for like 20 minutes, bro. And I I've been hearing these songs since I was like going. She she was taking us to daycare as kids. Like they play these songs over and over and over. Um. But man, that you could be in the, you could be in the car for twenty minutes, bro, and shit will come on, guaranteed every time, guaranteed. And I like be sitting there, be trying to start singing because when you're a kid, you're like, why are we listening to this? I don't listen to pop music. No, 
when you start getting older, you start to appreciate some of that shit a little bit more. So it's kind of cool. So if you like, like I said, if you have a favorite genre of music, really think about exactly why you like it and really like why your favorite artist is your favorite artist. Is it because you like them as a person or the way they sing or the way they go about their business? Because I think that goes a lot into music in general. Like, I, I mean, I think like, first off, liking an artist and then like appreciating what they're trying to do through their music. Because like people like Travis Scott, no offense, Travis Scott, like I know you ain't trying to do sh- nothing but trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, bring up demons and shit. Like, that's all you're trying to do. Like, you literally are trying to make demons rise. Um, I think Drake sometimes is trying to make people feel stuff, right? Like, he's trying to make people like, bro, I'm a low-key, I'm a lover boy. It's like, certain, like he got a lot of them. I love, I'm a lover boy. J. Cole's trying to give you that real, that grimy shit, that, like, tough shit. K-Dot, he's trying to do the same thing, but sometimes I, be, I can't relate because I'm like, damn, you really a hood nigga for real. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have to really deal with that the shit. Slums. <laughs> yeah, like, you're from, like, you're from deep, bro. I I can't, I can't relate. But everyone has their own style. <laughs> everyone has their own reasoning. I mean, sometimes it's godly. Sometimes it's demonic. Sometimes it's sentimental to them. So... I think that's a really cool thing. And I'm honestly, I might start asking people. I think that's a great question. I think that's a great date question, actually. Like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite artist and why do you like them? Yeah, that's Ooh. a good question. Ooh. <laughs> <I> was... <clears throat> yeah. I'm running right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just my piece on it. I'm, I know I talk quite a bit. That one, I don't know. That, that shit was just clicking in my head. No, yeah, that was good. I, I agree with you too. Um, yeah, I definitely like. Obviously, to you know summarize, basically, you know, for all you basement ass rappers, you fucking you uh, you pro tool ass logic ass rappers, just hopping on your little thing. You little software niggas that know your way around some fucking software and can auto tune. And now you sound halfway decent. Hey, bro, you might pop off for a year or so. You might get you that one little 15 seconds on a TikTok viral. Uh, but unless you sit down and learn how to scribble and rhymes together, man, you're going to be here one day and gone the next. And uh, we're going to talk about it. So, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about how you were here today and gone yesterday. A uh, little, little telephone is off the scene after just six months. After <laughs> crazy hit, iPhone versus Android. Like, bro, it, 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 I can't wait. It'll be exciting for all of us. So if you guys want to listen, not tell me, not tell me to stop your grind because I respect all the grind, bro. I couldn't do it myself. Like I always tell, tell about Monty, I couldn't be on the ground like that either. But I respect the hell out of that. Do what you got to do to get to where you need to be. If you're doing authentic shit like my boy Monty, if you're trying to make good music, keep doing that shit. But if you're like little telephone in the basement, and only got the auto tune shit, you better figure out, like you said, like Mike said, how to scribble, write, and figure out how to make, how to encapture people what you're saying, not sound. Bro, you um, think we're gonna have like, you think we're gonna have hella beef in the future when this pod blows up, dude? I don't know. Well, you think they're gonna I, really be beefing? Like they ain't gonna be beefing with me because, like, bro, I don't give up. anything you beef with me for. For anybody who listens to this, I'm letting you know right now: if you beef with me, 
I don't care who you are, I'm using it as content. Anything you tell me can be used against you. If you text me anything, don't think I have some honorable, like, I'm just going to hold that back. Like, nah, if you text me, I'm going to be like, hey, Drake told me he kill XXX. <laughs> and so I'm going to finish out right here. It's going to be the big ass thumbnail. Just, just know I'm using everything for content because if y'all let this shit blow up, I am not letting go of it. So anything you use towards me is going to be right here on the show. And that, and that hot air balloon going to go to the moon, to the moon. To the moon. Um, that being said, let's talk about something we always got to talk about sports section for the folks out there that are in the betting world. I hope you guys are doing well. I know you probably got fucked up in the last couple of weeks after that boy fucking CJ Stroud went stupid dummy crazy. Um, if you were trying to do any quick bets, last second bets uh, towards the in the fourth quarter there, because that should have been nutty for you. I feel bad if you did put money through that. But <laughs> uh, that being said, we're obviously halfway through the season now. I'm Honestly, like I think we even said at the beginning of the season, this is probably one of the best seasons uh, we've had in a long time. Um, so obviously now we've had a good look at like kind of who's who, you know, who's kind of shit. And I'm look, I'll I'll take I'll take the I'll take the shit by the Panthers. I'll take the shit they ass. I know, <laughs> uh, but it's time to give some. Super Bowl picks, mid-season Super Bowl picks, because we will we will adjust when. Hopefully, we are adjusting if I have to. If somebody just whole team gets hurt, we are not keeping them in that. Shit. I don't care. I don't care. By the way, before we do put Super Bowl picks up, Dave Portnoy, CEO of Barstool, just put um, I think sixty-seven thousand dollars, sixty-seven thousand dollar bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl to win a million and for the Bengals to beat the Eagles. And that's if the, if the Eagles are the ones that lose to the Bengals, he'd get an additional 500 K. I don't know what he said. Yeah. He's, I mean, he could have a crazy return. I mean, that should be dumb. And I'm, hey, look, I'm rooting for that. That'd be sick. I mean, I'd love, I want to see Jalen hurt. It'd be cool to see him win, but like, that'd be crazy. That'd be wild as fuck. He might just start hiring niggas out of the woodwork. But he hate half his employees anyway. That's what happens when you hire a bunch of twenty somethings, bro. You can't. You, what are you gonna do? Like, you you really think they gonna take? The- Come on, dog. Um. That being said, midseason Super Bowl picks. Let's get down to it. Let's talk about matchups. NFC AFC champ, right? Yep. And let's talk about overall winner and possibly score just off of the midseason we're looking at. All right. Mike, do, do you want to start or do you want me to start? We can start with the AFC championship. Okay. Okay, who's going to match up in the AFC championship? Yeah, we'll, we'll do the AFC championship. Then we'll okay. say the NFC championship. And then we'll specify who will be in that Super Bowl game. Okay, got you. I or win be the winner. Yeah, I got you. Um, so excuse me. I do agree, not with Dave Portnoy that they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I do agree that Cincinnati Bengals will be playing the Kansas City Chiefs once again in the AFC championship, barring any injuries. Hopefully there's not a game fire. I don't think there's any team in the AFC right now that can genuinely get 
with the Chiefs because even after the Dolphins showing, they, I believe it's been 409 days since the Miami Dolphins have been a team over 500. Um, granted, I think that's going to change here pretty soon. I just don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to get over that quite yet. They've got a really, I think they got a large window. So AFC championship game, Bengals versus the Chiefs. And I still believe Joe Burrow is the distinguisher. I don't care. I've got the Bengals, AFC champ, going to roll once again. Interesting. Okay. I, I mean, I, I like the Bengals. They're hot right now. They look like they're back into – they always have a slow start. They started off slow last season. They look like they're back in form. Joe Burrow's healthy now. He's clearly the second-best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. I think he's, you know, he's this generation's Peyton Manning kind of plays similar hey, style. But I, before before you give your picture of AFC, I know that Lamar and the and the Ravens are in that picture, and I don't want to disrespect Lamar because I love that man, bro. He's one of my favorite players to watch, but your boy, you can't win. They're like LeBron. I feel bad. I feel bad. I really do. Well, let me try to prove you wrong because I'm going to have the Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals in that AFC game, but not playing the Bengals. I have Ravens versus the Chiefs. The reason why I have the Ravens versus the Chiefs, one, Ravens, you know, they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're playing out of their mind. Defense is crazy. Lamar is doing what Lamar always does. People are acting like he's having some breakout season, like he's doing something. This is Lamar every season. This is this is him every season. Like it's Lamar Jackson. People, y'all are just y'all y'all were just blinded with racism and could not see that he was a good quarterback. That's all it was. Y'all ain't seen a midnight sky looking nigga throw the football like Lamar and didn't didn't play quarterback like Lamar. So that's all that is. I have the Ravens um, in that AFC Championship game. I don't even, you know, obviously have the Chiefs. I'm not even going to explain why the Chiefs are there. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. No need to explain that the the, the the Chicago Bulls, the 90 Bulls of this generation NFL, right? Um, but I have the, the Ravens over the Bengals because if we're being honest, if Lamar played last year, they would have beaten the Bengals. The Bengals almost lost to Tyler Huntley in that playoff game. Tyler fucking Huntley. And Lamar was playing. If he wasn't holding out, you know, he said he had injuries. I believe he was holding out. Uh, (laughs) It worked worked out for him. So, But if he was playing, I believe they would have beat the Bengals. I believe they're the better team. Um, Lamar is right there with those guys when it comes to quarterback play. It just looks slightly different. Um, but I do. I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a complete team. They have a solid defense. The defense is great. Lamar's finally spreading the ball around. He's got more weapons, so he doesn't have to lock in on just Mark Andrews twenty four seven. He can go to Zay Flowers. He can go to Odell. Or he can go to Rashad Bateman. Um, and then they got a crazy run game. Gus Edwards is looking really well. Um, insane, bro. They got Mitchell from Pirate Game from ECU coming out here. Bro, that guy's insane. He literally runs. Like, he's he literally runs like a bowling ball. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's he's great, bro. And then Lamar, obviously, we know what he can do as a running quarterback, the greatest running quarterback we've ever seen. He yes, he surpassed 
Michael Vick. Michael Vick had a raw. He was, he was very raw. It was the first time we saw it. But Lamar is definitely more, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, he's just more elite. At it. He's a more refined version of it, and he can play all yeah. facets. Uh, so, I, yeah, I got the Ravens versus the Chiefs, and I had the Chiefs once again in the Super Bowl because until someone can prove that they can beat them, I can't bet against them. Patrick Mahomes is the guy. Um, I'm sorry, he's just he's just the best player in the world right now when it comes to football, and he's the only person as of right now that looks like has a chance to compete with Brady for that GOAT conversation, so it's really intriguing. I'll be watching for that. Andy Reid might be the best coach in the league right now. Obviously, Bill Belichick's still here, but Bill Belichick's not coaching like Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid is coaching like Andy Reid right now, so they got the greatest tight end of all time, or receiving tight end for that matter, with Travis Kelsey. Seven straight one thousand yard seasons, about to be eight. They're, they're just, they're just, they're just really good. So, bank for uh, Ravens Chiefs AFC Championship game. Chiefs enter the Super Bowl. Let's move on to the NFC. All right, NFC's tough, man. Um, and this, I'm trying to, I'm kind of doing this a little bit off the dome. I gotta put the Eagles. Don't. Barring like once again any injuries, there's no you can't beat the tush push, and that's just something that I just I mean it's impossible. I was watching <laughs> you watch it. I'm sure you did uh, <laughs> watching them play the Cowboys uh, the other night. I was like I cannot fucking believe this shit. <laughs> I'm watching these dudes go a yard, two yards, like not even trying. Jason Kelsey is literally halfway up the damn field. There's, I mean, I, could, I in my opinion, there's no, really no explanation why the Eagles should, why I'm putting the Eagles in an FC championship either, because who can stop that play, and then who can stop the overall ability? AJ Brown, um, obviously, um, what's his fucking face, skinny motherfucker, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith, that O line keeps J- Jalen Hurt protected out the wazoo. They've obviously can't remember the running back's name off my head right now. Swift, um, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, he's a fantasy. Well, he can be a fantasy. Um, and you obviously got Jalen Hurts packing in defense. Like it could be a lot better, or it could be better. But they score enough, and they have a good compete with that. That's like the Chiefs' motto. But the Chiefs are like an okay defense. They're never like a great defense. They're good. Like, but they're never great, but they score enough to combat what their defense doesn't give them. So I got Eagles in there. And see, like, if you'd asked like three weeks ago before the Niners forgot how to play football, um, I would have put Eagles, like, standard Eagles Niners. Like, no sense not two best teams in the NFC at the time. But I believe, and this might, and this might sound crazy, and if my parents are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I think the Cowboys versus the Eagles somehow, some way in the NFC Championship because I think the Cowboys will come through the wall or the whatever the fuck, however that works. I can't even have to change the playoffs, but they'll come through on the lower. Eagles will slip through, slide through however they need to come through. And I think the Eagles will edge out the Cowboys again because this day, last week was the first time they played each other this year, right? Yeah, they played again for four weeks. Yeah, I think they're gonna beat them again in Dallas, and then I, 
in in yeah i mean i just think they just they don't have like there's just a little there's a tiny edge and i'm telling you bro i'm not fucking joking mike like the deep we were the better watching, team that night yeah so what tush push exists it doesn't matter so you think that they don't, do, you think in dallas bro have you seen what we do in dallas I don't care what we do in Dallas, bro. The team is 8-1. Do you know Dak's record against the Eagles, bro? I don't care about Dak's record against the Eagles, bro. He's playing Jalen. Like, he's been playing Jalen for a year or two years. Yeah, he's outplayed him in every game. But how many – so, and he's won more often, right? No, they're 1-1 uh, one one against each other. 1-1 one one against each other. He but Dak's outplayed him every game. It doesn't matter, Mike. Bro, that's what I'm saying. It could be as simple as a tush push that gets those guys to the ball. I think it's gonna be a rematch of the E or actually not a rematch, sorry. Um I believe it's gonna be the Eagles versus the fucking Cincinnati Bengals with a chip. I think it'll be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a while. Last year's pretty good, or it was okay. Solid. Um and yeah, it'll be exciting for the for everybody. All right, so uh, I have the same exact NFC championship, to be honest. Um, I have the Eagles <laughs> there, and I have the Cowboys there, and that game kind of solidified it for me uh, as the Eagles-Cowboys. To me, they seem like they are the best two in the league. Obviously, the 49ers have been on a pretty uh, – bad streak of games here, but I'm not crazy to think that the 49ers can't pick it back up because when the 49ers are hot, they look like the best team in the league to me up until these past three weeks where they went on a three-game losing streak. Before then, they look like the best team in the league, and I believe that they were playing at that level, Uh, but I just don't believe in Brock Purdy, man. I mean, I know he had a great start, but I I think he's showing his true colors. I think what happens when injuries play an effect or when you have to actually play with the um, playing behind the sticks, or if you're you know you're not leading because he's all he was always leading, and now he has to bring his team to the forefront. I don't know if he's cut from that cloth. I don't know if he's that guy. I personally don't think he is. Um, and I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He obviously played out his mind for his first eleven starts, so he's a uh, he's a great quarterback. He, he's a good quarterback for that matter. Um, <clears throat> maybe he's a franchise guy. Maybe he's their franchise guy, but I just don't see him. I see him being kind of the X factor in a negative way. So I do have the Philadelphia Eagles and I have the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Philadelphia Eagles, they were in the Super Bowl last year. That experience is going to do a lot for them when it comes to playoff time. Uh, Right now, they're finding a way to win games. They don't look great in any of the games that they're playing, but they're winning them, which is what matters. And um, yep. those are those are the ways that you're gonna have to win those games in the playoffs. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna come easy. You gotta you gotta have to grind me. You you gotta you gotta grind them out. And they're doing that. What kind of concerns me about the Eagles though um, is their defense. I believe that you know if they're not getting a ton of sacks, then they're not as effective as they should be. Um, the offense. Offense was great. A.J. Brown's amazing. We know what Devontae Smith can do. We know what Dallas Goddard can do. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a top-five quarterback in the league. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think they're a good team. I I think they're very well competing. They'll they'll be great 
and their experience will transcend in the playoffs and it'll be evident. Um, and obviously I got my Cowboys. Uh, there might be some bias there. I'm not going to lie. I, there might be some bias. It took, and, But at the same time, no one can tell me that they watched that Eagles game and felt like the Cowboys weren't right there, weren't a formidable opponent. Like, if that was the NFC Championship game, nobody is disappointed in that matchup. Cowboys showed, hey, we are, we belong on that field with them. They obviously didn't get the game done. It was a game of inches, literally a game of inches. I could say that there were some, you know, questionable calls that they did not call. Are we going to say that, how can, okay, well, first of all, how can a tight end, how could he be short if he was getting tackled before the ball even got there? That's probably why he was short of the end zone by a couple inches, but you know, beats me. But I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against it. It's, it's whatever. It's a game. We'll get them back. We'll definitely split. We're not losing both games. I don't know if you keep up with Cowboys. We're not losing both games, and Dak's not losing back-to-back games to the Eagles. He's going to absolutely shred them at home. And uh, we need a defense to step up. The defense didn't show up. Everybody wants to put shit on Dak. Dak was not the problem. Dak played great. The past three weeks of football, he has been a top three quarterback in the league. He's been playing lights out literally since that 49ers game. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think the Cowboys and the Eagles, it'll be a great matchup like we saw. It'll probably go through Philadelphia, so it'll be a similar style game. And... uh, <laughs> so who's gonna win is the real question. And see, this is hard for me because I'm not. I have to, obviously I have the Chiefs. You don't want to bet on your team and like that type of thing too. I not that. even that. I have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I'm not someone who believes that you know there will be a repeat Super Bowl. Um, mm, and I don't have I anyone that I'm willing to put over the Chiefs. Like for me. The Chiefs are there by default. You have to prove me wrong. Like I'm willing to, I'm willing to prove you wrong. Yeah, Chiefs are just there. I don't care what happens, what transcends through the season, who looks hot, who looks dumb. You have to prove to me that you can beat them. So I'm just putting the Chiefs there. Eagles, Cowboys. You know, um, I could easily see Eagles winning that, but part of me just knows that the likelihood of a repeat Super Bowl is very slim. So. With that being said, I'll just, you know, I guess I'm going to have to go with the ladder and throw the boys in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I guess that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw the boys in the Super Bowl. And here's here's a reason why that could be the case. The Cowboys are probably from all – it's a three-phase game. When they're playing their best, they're probably the most well-rounded team in the NFL. I'm willing to combat that with anyone. Offense is a top three scoring offense. We know what the defense is capable at its best. And in special teams, we're actually, you know, we actually have like a really good special teams. We have a kicker who is breaking the record for most consistent field goals ever. That's insane. Years. We have one of the best. We have one of the best punters in the league. 
We have one of the best returners in the league in Kabate Turpu, who's one of the fastest players in the league. So from literally a three-phase thing, we're one of the most well-rounded teams. God damn it, this dog just woke up, and I know he's about to do some stupid-ass shit. <laughs> and there you go. There you go, Gawa. All right, well, yeah, so I'm going to put the Cowboys in there, and I guess I'll start since you've been starting. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I just think that they're too good. I, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off, and I know, yeah, the Chiefs are fucking disgusting. I fucking hate them so much, but I don't – look, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl, I would pray to God they won this day. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, I mean, I would want it for you because, like, you obviously, like, Whenever you you got two experience, really, right? When they lost on the buzzer beater to Villanova, and then you got to go to fight the next year and like saw them win, which was super cool for you, right? Like for the first time in your what in your entire life, the, the Cowboys would make the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I would. Lo- I mean, I would love that for you. Like genuinely, if they made it there, I would. For the Cowboys. But if we won the Super Bowl, I would cry. Oh, I believe that. I 100% believe that. I would cry. I, I would be the most annoying Cowboy fan <laughs> that there ever has been. Like, I literally have, like, I've been thinking of a list of people that I would FaceTime. And, you know, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to be doing random TikTok dances. <laughs> just... FaceTime doing TikTok dances, just being ignorant as fuck and flipping them off the whole time, just saying "fuck you." I, I didn't. I as soon as they start talking back to me, I hang up and I call the next person. I don't got. I don't want to hear a goddamn word you got to say, nigga. <laughs> I, I, I hope that I'm. I'm on it. I, I'd probably be on it, but I'm not. I hope that I'm not because I, like I said, if they do make it, I'm regardless of who's in the who's in the uh, champion in the Super Bowl. I would genuinely. For you, like genuinely, because I would like I know how like passionate you are as a fan, like and dude, I respect it. Like, ain't no fucking way I could root for a team that's been that can't win. It was wrong. <laughs> we were like, a Panthers fan, bum ass nigger. I only became a Panthers fan because I live here, bro. I that's how it starts, and then fucking ten years from now, you're over here fucking sweating because y'all still asses fucked. Still picking first pick, looking for the next quarterback that you're going to ruin his whole damn career. Yeah. Well, and to my point, who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, I think the Cincinnati Bengals, based on my pick. Um, like I said, I think, in my opinion, like from earlier, I think the only team in that is the genuine kryptonite to Patrick Mahomes is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow legitimately kind of has his number where he's like, I don't give a fuck what he's doing on the field, bro. I'm just going to handle my business type shit. And I'm like, I fuck with that. And that's why I like Joe Burrow as a quarterback. As well. He just seems like he doesn't. He's like, all right, whatever the fuck. Like, I'm just going to do my job. I mean, he's definitely a cool-ass nigga. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's clearly, like, everyone fucks with him on the team. He's got this yeah. swagger about him. And he, he just he, – and it shows in his play. Yeah. But, yeah, I got the Eagles winning uh, – what would be the first Super Bowl? No, second. I think it'll be the second Super Bowl ever. But either way, it'll it will avenge the Andy Reid 
late gate from years ago, um, back when Tom Brady and them were cheating. Um, yeah, I, I think. And granted, Andy he's already got that. The Eagles beat the Patriots already with Nick Foles. Oh, they fucking did. They fucking did. Yes, they did. But he didn't get that wasn't his ring either. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. But damn, never mind. He'd probably be pissed they beat the Bengals. Actually, no, he'd be happy as fuck they beat the Bengals. <laughs> he'd be happy as fuck. Now, give him a little But no, I'd be, I would, like I said, like as a friend of yours, I'd be excited. Granted, I don't want them to make it there to see you really. Yeah, keep but that I, energy. Keep that energy because I want, I want to put you on the list. <laughs> but, but, Mike, bro, if, you, if the first time they win this, Twenty-five years old, you fuck my ass. Yo, <laughs> the the first time, yo, the moment somebody tried to hit me with the, hey, bro, it was a good ass game. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Hung up. Get out of here with that sentimental bullshit. Where was that the past fucking fifteen years of my life? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear that dumb ass shit. Nah, this is uh, fucking. Uh, I'm coming at your neck. I'm coming at your net. If you try to get, hit me with some nice ass shit, you're getting hung up on. I'm not listening to it. No, I, I would definitely. I like I said, I root for you. I definitely think right now, like looking at the really excited about CJ Stroud. That motherfucker. That I don't think. I mean that that's not a past Sunday. It's. I mean the kid is fucking good. Once again, the Panthers fucking can't get it right. Can't get it fucking right. We get a fucking sorry ass little nigga looking like fucking prime, prime Patrick Mahomes. Like, what the fuck? Dude, 46 seconds, bro. 46 <laughs> seconds. But Bucks never would be shitting himself. CJ Stroud's over here having a five touchdown game while Bryce Young's throwing three interceptions. Three interceptions, 130 yards passing, one touchdown. And then the thing is, they're like, oh, Bryce Young, Bryce keeps his composure. Nah, you know what I felt with CJ Stroud? He got a dance and yeah, everything, yeah. bro. Like, he, that's what I'm saying, bro. Fuck that little conservative-ass shit, bro. That's conservative as fuck not to have emotional feel, bro. The game is built to have emotion. It's a emotional game. You do it for a living Bro, and people's livelihood is based on some of these people, the results of these games, low-key. Uh, so that's for all my serial betters out there. I'm looking out for you guys. Uh, <laughs> and you know who you are. That being said, now you kind of heard our picks um, on the Super Bowl side. Love to hear you guys' picks, too, for the people that are in the sports. If you're not, love to see who your favorite team is and just throw it in there as well. Um, I don't know if there's much else we got to say. Um, super excited for the rest of the year. Thanksgiving's coming up, people. So um, we're going to try to put out the content the best we can. I know uh, it's a lot when it comes around this time of the year. It's difficult to, like, collaborate or put things together. But wait, we do this shit remotely. Shouldn't be, a, shouldn't be uh, an issue. I mean, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know if you're coming home. We might have our first episode, you know, yeah, side by side in, this, in a face-to-face in a room. <laughs> yeah, we... We could definitely. I'll be home for. I'll be home the week of Thanksgiving. That's the plan. Uh, be home the week of Thanksgiving. So we got. Yeah, we could definitely shoot it then. Hell yeah! 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 Hell yeah!
Oh, Actually, yeah. I probably, I think I might be home for two weeks. I might be, yeah, I might be there the week of, and then the week, like, probably till like, Wednesday, the next week. So, yeah, I got, I'm probably going to hit two, low-key. Hell, yeah. Uh, but other than that, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. If you have not liked, subscribed, or commented, thing, do that shit right now if you're on YouTube. If you are on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever platform you listen to us on, like Mike always says, give us five stars or give us three stars if you're being honest. Uh, we appreciate it either way. Um, and honestly, we don't give a fuck. We appreciate it. Every little comes to us. Other than that, we're trying to do, we're trying to do a little bit time of the year is tough because there are like travel comes into place. Granted, we don't travel. I'm not traveling that much, but just life kind of starts to pile in, seeing people, a lot of stuff happens. So we're going to try our best to be consistent. I think we will be too. So, um, we're going to shut it out in another year strong. And hopefully, um, in this coming year, better bring out some new, new ideas, new stuff to you guys. And like, I'm super excited about it. I know Mike, some stuff and, uh, figure it out. But, Michael, let you spin it off. Yes, yes, yes. This was a good episode. I like the topics. We had a good time. Uh, Bow Wow just peed on his bed, so right after I end this show, I'm going to have to go clean that up. It's almost reoccurring. It's like right when we're about to end, he wakes up. It's like he knows. It's like, bro, if you just would wait 10 more minutes and then wake up, I need to take you outside immediately. But this nigga wakes up right when I start closing this bitch out and just pisses and looks at me and want me to pick his fucking dirty ass up. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> but that's all we have today, folks. This was, oh, I forgot to tell you what episode it was. It was episode 32 of the podcast. Uh, you already know, for the fellas out there listening, listen, man, they only want a 1% nigga but 1% niggas do not drop $500,000 on the first date. We're going to put it at a maximum 200 bucks. 200 bucks. That's a good date. That's a good date, bro. That's a 1% nigga date right there. So, you know, all you guys listening, quit your bitching, get your bread up, and let's all get there together. For the ladies out there listening, yo, if you out here crying over... The other 99%, what is you doing? There's niggas out here who's willing to drop 500000 on my hoe. And you out here crying on this nigga who took you to McDonald's. Get over it already. Move on. He don't want you. But it's okay, sweet, because you are beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.